Good morning, friends. I'm Andrea Stevens, and I am glad to be with you today as our daily readings bring us to the second and third chapters of the Gospel of Luke. Well, our passage today is very familiar. It's one we read every year at Christmas. But as followers of Christ, we live each day immersed in the power of the incarnation of Jesus. When we celebrate the resurrection, we celebrate the incarnation that made it possible. The manger sits in the shadow of the cross. Since Jesus was born for the distinct purpose of defeating sin, death, and the devil on our behalf, making it possible for us to have a right relationship with him. And the manger cast its shadow on the rolled away stone because only an embodied and sinless Savior could give us resurrection life. Well, let's read together that familiar account in chapter 2. Well, Joseph went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. This is the word of the Lord. Well, I hope that the angel's proclamation and this familiar Christmas message doesn't cease to astound us even here in late May. I hope we're still blown away by the good news of great joy that the Creator would become part of His creation to rescue and restore it, that the master artist would paint himself into the landscape of his masterpiece. When the Word was made flesh to dwell among us, Jesus subjected himself to our frailty, to our vulnerability, opening himself to every human emotion and struggle and temptation. The infinite one infused himself with our finiteness. My goodness, why? why? Why would he do this? Why was this his plan? Why would Jesus come as fully God and fully man and a plan of redemption that would be all so costly. Well, in the Gospels, Jesus gives us many reasons why he came. He says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. He said that he came to fulfill the law, not to abolish it. He came that we might have life and have it abundantly. He said that he came to serve rather than be served, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus came to reveal to us the Father, that we might know the one true God. 
Jesus said he came to proclaim good news to the poor, liberty to the captives and the oppressed, recovering of sight to the blind, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and to preach the good, no, not good, the amazing news that the kingdom of God has come near. So when we find ourselves dismayed by the brokenness of this sin-scarred world, we have to cling even more tightly to the reality that God the Father isn't watching us from a distance or wringing his hands until we get it together. No, in the incarnation, Jesus is the God who has come near. Well, because our God is incarnate, our lives must be marked by the same incarnational and sacramental presence as we bring the truth of God with skin to each other. In community, we enjoy his presence, walking together in his word and in prayer, arms linked, tears mingled, joys shared. And if we ever wonder what God the Father is like, if we ever question, gosh, with so much suffering in this world, does he really care about us? Well, we can point each other to the incarnation that has the last word that says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. God in the flesh, it is indeed very good news of great joy for all people. Let's pray. Father, Son, and Spirit, we are in awe of you. Only you could write the magnificent story of God with skin God with us, God for us. So today we marvel alongside the shepherds and we join our voices in praise with the angels and say glory to God in the highest. Our incarnate God has come near. Amen.